0: Excited to be back, second episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so excited, it is much more than <laughs> I was expecting. But
0: like, see, after seeing the first episode, like, did you not get that weird feeling like I was looking, I was scrolling through Spotify, uh-huh. and then I saw our thumbnail come up, and I was
1: uh-huh. like, oh, it's actually happening. <laughs> 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 it's there. <laughs> I, yes, yes, like, seeing, like, the cover... And knowing that this is a project together, we are doing everything just ourselves. It's not that we have a very fancy equipment mm. and stuff mm. running behind, right?
0: Exactly. And it was, and there is a lot to do. Like, I'd give you credit where credit's due. There is a lot to do in the processing
1: Are you giving me credits for that? (laughs) Oh, okay, let's just, oh, yes, say that again, but in different words, many languages, if you can.
0: (laughs) I'll add it to the notes on this episode.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, thank you. All the credits to my dearest, almost wife. Oh, my God, no, 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 guys, no, no, it's not that we're getting married. (laughs) No, but it was a very good feeling.
0: It was very nice. Um, Yeah, it was... An interesting feeling to, like, oh, I'll tell you what was mm. a good feeling. Well, How did it feel when you were not, like, telling um, just your followers and, like, putting on Instagram, but, like, it felt a little bit different when I was telling my friends and when I told my brother. Like,
1: Oh, yeah, you told your friends.
0: <laughs> <So> <laughs> like, for me, it was a bit, I always thought there would be a slight reservation. No, there was a reservation for me. Reservation
1: uh, from you telling your friends or from doing it at all?
0: No, from telling my friends. Okay. From like, you know, the whole idea is like, I wonder what they will think, I would do this. It's a but then at yeah. the same time, I was also proud that we did this together. Did you feel anything? Were you just excited to tell people?
1: No, no, no. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm always excited to tell people. <laughs> I'm like, I always have many ideas running, running and running. So everyone that is like my close friend or my family. They like this is nothing new for them. It's not they got. No. Oh yeah, we have a podcast. Just like something else that she came up with. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like at some point, it's, it's not. It's not a happening in my family when I come. Like, like oh, I'll have a fashion brand. I'll have Instagram. I will move to London. I will have a podcast. Like they already. Yeah, cool. One more thing. <laughs>
0: uh yeah no like my brother looks at me like. You got what now? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I have a podcast. Me and industry have got a podcast again. He's like, What now? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> yeah. But he was intrigued. He was really supportive, and he was he was giving a listen. Yeah. So it was yeah, that was a new experience to try and go through that, mm. which was quite cool. But
1: you were you were scared they would I don't know judge you or make fun of you because. Every time we might have an idea of doing something, even if it's not something very creative, like nowadays everyone has a fucking
0: podcast. Yes, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: not that we're being, you know, pioneers of anything, um, of but you, uh, they, they, they were, they were. I forgot what I was saying. You see, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my brain is just so many things at the same time. Like, I can't cope with my own brain. Oh my god.
0: Sometimes I do wonder how it was happening up there.
1: <laughs> what just happened? Like, literally. But,
0: uh, don't worry, honey. I, I've got you. If you were basically saying, do you reckon I would feel, I thought they may judge oh, yeah. th- Um Not really. I think I did, but based on nothing, my own preconceptions. Mm. Not because I thought that's how they would like I'm pretty sure like my friends brother oh would like be like really supportive. Uh-huh. Of course we joke with each other and then we take the piss a little bit.
1: Did they make any jokes about No.
0: This? Which was why I was really surprised. I was like Oh, okay. <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> what do you want? So mature. <laughs> I know so I was mature. like Maybe they're waiting to see me in person.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, they're probably just, you know, you're happy, you have a partner that is so creative.
0: Yes, that, can, that, that, that's what it is. Isn't that? I, <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. Modesty is just flowing here. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, yeah. But I wanted to ask you, and I wanted to ask you, like, the whole week has, like, off but I just remember now <laughs> that I wanted to ask you this. Um, because I remember you telling me that you have some reservations about your voice. Like you do not really like your voice, right? And I always told you that I really like your voice. I think your voice is very sexy. <laughs> I do, <laughs> I, I was actually. always very
0: confused by this. I was like, should I take it to an audiologist, Like <laughs> someone to like check test the hearing? No, like. I really like
1: your I think your voice, it's its its a strong, imponent voice. Um, but, like, how was it to listen to yourself?
0: It wasn't... As bad. As bad as I thought it would be. <laughs> but, like, I've always... I don't, know, I don't know. I'm not even sure what it is, but I've always thought my voice was... I don't know. The pitch wasn't right or something. Hmm. And I think it's the dissociation between how your voice sounds when you're just speaking naturally mm-hmm. and how your voice sounds when it's played back to you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's a slight So the voice
1: that you hear, it's not exactly the voice that other people... Yes. Okay.
0: You know, like the same way the, the image that you see in the mirror uh-huh. is not the image people see.
1: Uh-huh.
0: It's that. So that was a bit like... Because so like I'm always very much aware of mm-hmm. what my voice sounded like actually. Mm-hmm. So I was always a bit like, uh, not massive fan of it, but hey ho, like I think that's just all in my head. Yeah. No one else is like. So at the <laughs> end, did
1: you like your voice?
0: I tolerate my voice. Oh so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad we got to that point. Now it
1: sounds very healthy.
0: <laughs> we we have a healthy relationship. me and my You and
1: your voice. Yes. Okay, cool, cool. I'm very happy for you guys. We're
0: we are on good terms now. <laughs>
1: Okay, and how was your week with the idea of having a podcast out, or oh, did you forget completely about that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will be honest.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Excited with how the podcast was, I was every day, of course, just going on checking my, the RSV, feed, checking how many views it's had. Oh yeah, it. so
1: but you, you like, you was obsessed <laughs> with how many people already downloaded the episode.
0: I <laughs> was like, look, it's increased by so many percent this day, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like.
1: Yes. That's very so dangerous. <laughs> Let's but not engage your numbers.
0: I, but that was just the first time. I think because it was just the first episode, everything's new, everything's yeah, super yeah, exciting. Yeah. But then after that, it kind of w- kind of wanes a little bit. Yeah. And then you're excited about, oh, what, sh- what should the next episode be? Yeah. Which is quite a nice feeling. And I hope that kind of stays like, oh, what should the next one be? What should the next one be? Right?
1: I think, like, more than anything, this is entertaining for us both. Mm-hmm. And it's fun for us both. Um... And uh, I, I, I get to be in contact with my creative self when I have to go through all the social media and uh, creating the reels, checking the colours and all of that. And you get in contact with yourself to see yourself talking and expressing yourself more and more.
0: Yeah, <laughs> which is... I don't know if you've ever had this, what? but, like, for me, like, public speaking was never a strong suit like i would avoid it if i could okay like giving presentations stuff like that Mm -hmm. so like you know when even at school school they'll say oh do you want to stand up can you do a talk or like Mm -hmm. if i get picked for something oh shanky can you stand up and i was just like ah do i have to (laughs) do i really need to so for me like doing this kind of thing and doing like the videos and stuff i was just like Bit, I have to see myself, but out, I out of your
1: comfort zone, a little bit
0: out of our comfort zone. But it's, I'm kind of getting more accustomed to it. I guess, superstar, <laughs> tell me all
1: about it. <laughs> not in
0: that sense, but as in more <laughs> accustomed to the fact of just being able to speak and be like, you know what, just speak, it's fine
1: because working with patients.
0: Yeah, but that's completely different, I find. Because speaking one-to-one, speaking in a group, that I can do. Mm -hmm. But speaking, and then everyone is watching you. Which is not the
1: case here. Which
0: is not the case, but you know what I mean? That, this is like, almost like a slight size to it, Uh but that was always really uncomfortable.
1: Uh
0: But yeah, it kind of gave me those vibes initially. Okay. But for you, I don't think that is the case ever, is it?
1: No, I... I don't think I ever naturally faced that hard time to speak in public or anything. Um, I always had the feeling that when I do speak in public, I have to be careful. Because, again, like my brain is super tricky. My brain gets me to positions that... <laughs> <laughs> they can make myself very vulnerable. Uh-huh. So what... What I don't know, like what what you do quite naturally, which is limiting yourself a little bit and being very much aware of topics and, you know, like there are some stuff that, you just predictably will not get deep with certain type of people or in some circumstances, like public. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, for a very long time, I do not have that filter. Um, I think I'm getting better, but I believe I'm genuine and everything I'm saying here, it's very natural and everything, but yeah, like no questions that many, many times my brain's like, warning, 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 we're not going there, <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to go somewhere else because I'm getting so enthusiastic about the topic <laughs> that I will say stuff, it <laughs> will get me in vulnerable positions, <laughs> like, for sure. And <laughs> online worlds, uh, social media and everything, it, it can't be dangerous. Like, if I, I'm perfectly aware, I'm very far from being a neutral person.
0: <laughs> neutrality is boring.
1: Uh, I, I, I know, <laughs> but yes, I know. I, I, I can't avoid but feeling a little bit of envy from neutrality because... You know, there's not much to it. Like they just do whatever they ask to do, and done, finished. Like,
0: I don't think you would be you if you try to do neutral. Uh,
1: no, definitely not.
0: I think there'll be a lot more thoughts yeah. happening in your brain, but like, this is not you. No,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I
0: mean, you were called pop star at school. Okay.
1: Uh, G- what, what was that? Just saying. The, like, why would you expose me like that? Look, look, your brain is not giving you limitations, enough limitations. There are topics that you cannot go that deep in public.
0: I didn't explore it. I was just saying, <sighs> references, references.
1: Okay, guys, so basically it was my nickname at high school. People would call me pop star. And, you know, I'm not proud of it. But it is what it is It is what it is Right? But anyways Anyways Yeah, so neutral It's something that I cannot be um, But I have to apply Every now and then like some filters Just for, you know, self-preservation Protection Like I would Very much love To not get hate on my DMs I think it will happen At some point I mean, it already happened before, but even with a podcast, as soon as you start having a certain level of success, it is actually a good sign if you start having haters, isn't there? Like, you are getting not only to the people who want to listen to you, but also to the people that they do not want to listen to you. (laughs) you're getting them.
0: (laughs) But they want to tell you that they don't want to listen to you.
1: But I mean, how successful is that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) But that's the thing with social media and the online world, like as soon as you're out there, you are out there. It, it, it yeah. is what it is.
1: Yeah.
0: It, it, it's like briefly touching on what we said um, well actually your story they you brought to us with social media. What story? It, the I story for the child.
1: Oh yeah.
0: It has it's good and it has it's bad yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. with everything in the world. So.
1: Yeah, like sometimes I do feel like we all have our days and I think I can handle a certain level of Criticism, and I can tolerate a lot of stuff and everything, but then there will be days that I'll be more fragile for some reason, I I don't want to take that shit, so yeah, I don't think I can ever be neutral, but I do believe I have to be cautious about what I get out there for self-preservation. To be honest, I would very much love to have a certain circle of people who I already trust, Like, even though I do not know them, and they do not know me, there are a certain number of people that they've uh, they've been following me for many, many years. And we engage in conversations, let's say, like, five or six girls. And I would very much to have, like, I would love to have, like, a certain content just for that circle. Like, (laughs) you guys... (laughs) I trust you, and I will tell you every single thing I think about the topic. I know that you can handle this without hating me. But, well, no, it's not that that can happen in a bigger scale, unfortunately. Mm. Well, let's let's just navigate the situation and see where we're going. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Just walk around a little bit. It'll be fine.
1: It'll be fine. Always, this is your biggest sentence. Yeah. This used to get to my nerve, like, so <laughs> deeply.
0: But it, it was true. It's always it is. It'll be fine.
1: We do not know if it'll <laughs> be fine. Okay, let's just <laughs> trust it will. But we cannot just say it will. Okay? Do not get me nervous! <laughs> Seriously. Uh, what else, honey? What else happened this week?
0: Um. So, this... Oh, this week I had my parents come over,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which was quite nice this weekend. Mm-hmm. And my brother as well. This is the first time you met my parents.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. This was <laughs> the first time I met your parents.
0: Yeah. And you did it after a full day of work, which was...
1: Intense. Intense. Yeah. I... I Like, being transparent, um, this was kind of an asymmetry in our relationship so far, because you not only have met my family, the whole family has you also have spent days with them, drinking and eating and singing and being drunk.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Again, that was not my fault.
1: No, 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 no. No, No, it was not your fault. No. No, No, no. No.
0: Your dad had a barrel of beer. No, wait. Two. Do not
1: speak... Do (laughs) Do not speak that about my dad. No, your dad
0: throws the best parties. (laughs) (laughs) He does, though. (laughs)
1: He does. No, but yeah, so there there was this asymmetry in our relationship, right? So you were already very familiar with my family. Um and I've never met yours and then um, we had this uh, social event booked for a while even because your brother doesn't live in London and they were missing you they wanted to see you and we mm. thought it would be a good timing for them to, for, to come over. However I was at work on that day so I came later um, and also like everything was okay about that timing until life happens yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah be transparent (laughs) i mean do not be super transparent be transparent enough
0: (laughs) no of course i think with all the planning we we can always do there's like you said life will always happen Mm -hmm. like something will happen and it's about working out if we could how we navigate it how we process it and then see if we can still continue with our plans or if it can adversely affect it Mm -hmm. and i think for us and how we've grown in terms of maturity, as well as therapy has definitely helped for me um but it's one of those things like we had a topic we needed to discuss because of
1: We do have disagreements, as everyone else, and we were not planning on having a disagreement on the week that your family (laughs) would come over. Um, But we did, but we did. And I did have this major meltdown on Saturday, and I just wanted to vent and vent and vent. And at some point when I believe, like, I need to talk to you about this, and you were, as always, very receptive, and you handle it very, very well. But you also suggested, like, probably this is not the right timing for us to do to take this step of getting your family over. And and I I I I, f- I felt the um, individual maturity that I have achieved. Like, not trying to brag or anything, but. Because that means that I'm older. But, <laughs> but I, I did feel the maturity that I have achieved um, when I process, my, my thinking process went to, oh, like this is something that will be sorted, okay? This is not, this is dramatic now because I'm feeling this now and I want to talk about it and I want to sort it out. However, I am at work, we have this and this to do today. Tomorrow we also have this and this. So it's just trusting that the topic will be solved somehow at its convenient time to be solved. And let's just suck it up yeah. <laughs> and move on. Hmm. So, yeah, I, 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 I insisted on not cancelling um,
0: I think that was almost a reflex decision like for me initially because I was like okay this is something we should solve Um, with again not going to so much details I've had previous tendencies to kind of just leave a bit and then try and solve it later whereas Uh it's like no I think we should try and solve it and I didn't want it to be an uncomfortable situation a potential uncomfortable situation let's say Uh Um, but guess it takes a level of trust in ourselves individually and each other as well as relationship to be like okay no this is definitely something that we will solve Mm -hmm. it and like you said it it is significant enough that we had to talk about it Mm -hmm. but it's we trust each other enough that we know we will solve this and we will be fine Mm -hmm. but we can pause Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: just deal with it a bit later
1: yeah, it's, it's the belief that it's just a matter of time until we can address it properly and do something about it. But it's also you individually, and I, now I speak for myself, um, not getting reactive to the point that I need you to understand immediately that I'm feeling this way and you have the responsibility to solve it because I'm feeling this way because of you. (laughs) Because that's the understanding when you are very reactive, at least my understanding. Um, So like the, the maturity to believe that I have by my side the person that is capable of giving me enough time to listen to me to validate whatever I'm feeling and saying, and to try to seek for, uh, I don't know, a solution with myself for us to get there. Um, and, 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 yeah, like, trusting that. I think it was the key to to move forward in a most peaceful way.
0: Great. Um, it was think we've had it is very easy to just focus on the main problem at hand and then just not try to move forward and just dwell in it but this brings us back to our first topic like not even our first topic but like what this topic was about that life happens life continues mm-hmm. and it's just trusting that you're with the person that you know you can deal with the situations that are thrown at you and that you will deal with it together mm-hmm. and then that allows you to still make your plans if things need to change they need to change but you can still move forward Mm -hmm. and yeah for me i think why my initial like i said my initial reason to want to try and solve was i was very much aware of a tendency i've kind of had Mm -hmm. to try to not almost avoid a confrontation Mm -hmm. at at points but yeah, I think it was, I'm glad we were, um, stayed on course, mm-hmm. that we trust each other, and that we went ahead with the day because it was still a very nice day in the end.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was thinking while you were talking that I think when you can make part of the DNA of your relationship to be the deep understanding that whatever is happening... It's not because the other person is trying to hurt you or to affect you and get negativ- negatively somehow. That already gives you some peace of mind. Mm-hmm. And that's what I experience um, now differently. And I think there are several reasons for that to be happening. And of course, one is a relationship, one is the partner. Another one, it's my level of maturity and understanding. And many others we can add up. But it's that trust that whatever I'm feeling, I'm feeling has a result of a disagreement. And it's more than likely for this to happen. It's how we're going to solve it and how you make me feel while we are disagreeing and how I make you feel while we are disagreeing. So if understanding that this happened, this has to be solved, and it's not that you are trying to hurt me, it's not that you are trying to accuse me, and it's not that I am trying to hurt you and accusing you, we are addressing a situation and saying this has to be solved. And that situation, naturally, it awakes some kind of feelings, and sometimes it's anger, sometimes it's despair, sometimes it's sadness. Mm -hmm. And all of those feelings, if you dismantle them and get to understand them, um, they start making sense, and they do have a reason to be there. Has like you know a sign, a flag, like we do have to do something about this with compassion.
0: Of course, I think it's exactly said. It's that part of understanding. What even in the heat of the moment, the disagreement,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's the disagreement is you just don't try not to take it personally mm-hmm. because you trust that the person. so hard. But it's very hard. It is so but hard. It is to understand that the person that you're, that you love the person that you're in this relationship with, the disagreement, it's not a personal attack. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, at the end of the day, I can't remember where we read it. I think you told me this or it's one of the car games. But it's, in most disagreements, I think, an error that, like, I think a lot of people sometimes make, or, like, maybe just me previously, is thinking it's one partner against the other. It's never is. It's understanding there is a disagreement, and it's you and your partner working out how to solve the disagreement.
1: Against the problem.
0: If, right? You're a team against the problem. It's not the other way around. It's mm-hmm. not your... Uh, that the problem exists and you're against each other in competition. Mm -hmm. It's not that.
1: But that's only possible. Like, that belief, it can be very toxic if you are in the wrong environment. Because that belief, it's only possible if it is fed constantly that your partner, it's not by default, accusing you. Of course. Right? So I think... That belief, it's kind of, you know, it materializes what we want to leave. If we um, make it available, the right environment to leave it. Because otherwise, I think like if you do not have the skills to make it happen and you just believe that it's happening for the sake of it, it can be very toxic. You can end up tolerating stuff that they're not being to tolerate. Because sometimes it can also be a partner against a partner. And you have to understand that. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I'm feeling very old with this conversation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah I, I, I know that feeling.
0: I, I, my moment, completely random. My uh-huh. moment of feeling old was when I was telling my brothers, like, guess what? I bought some really cool kitchenware. Uh, This pan.
1: Kitchenware. I was
0: like, this pan (laughs) is nonstick. How amazing is this? You need to check this out. And he was like, yeah, I've got that same one. Uh, (laughs) You've
1: never said that.
0: No, he's like, he He was like, I've got something similar, and he's like, oh, so he
1: was excited about that as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That that's the moment when you know you're talking about kitchenware. Mm. Like, yeah, that you, you, you. We're old.
1: You, you, yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay <laughs> so now that we are completely <laughs> depressed after this deep conversation and you know acknowledging our old we are so that means that I cannot upload our videos to TikTok is it's too young for us now no, I don't no, fucking get
0: I uh, know no, I think we're absolutely fine absolutely <laughs> I'm just fine. saying my conversation have changed from you going to this festival this weekend to <laughs> hey did you check out the new sale for the, <laughs> <laughs> the kitchenware?
1: <laughs> imagine, imagine. But look, on those lines, and uh, let's try to not make this super long because I also have to pack. Because I am traveling tomorrow. Oh yeah. I didn't pack one pair of panties yet. <laughs> one. Not even one. I, mean I have a flight tomorrow at 1pm.
0: Uh, I mean... In le- less le- than twenty
1: four uh, hours. I mean,
0: not to, like, point anything out, but...
1: You're Wha- making a partner against a partner,
0: no? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you do your best packing, like, you know, under mm. pressure, when you like, you know, two hours before the flight. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Just normally, no?
1: <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. Okay, so, um, I wanted to share... I didn't want to share, but... <laughs> I I thought that it would be um, a good opportunity to share that last last time last episode. Uh, remember that I screenshot to um, stories on Reddit, and I only read one. That was like kind of problematic, but. Like, unfortunately, a little bit funny, but not funny, but funny, but not funny, (laughs) but funny. But funny. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, But well, there is... But
0: my condolences to the woman in the story.
1: Oh, bless her. Bless that woman. Anyway, if you are completely lost and you're not understanding what we're talking about, you have to listen to our first episode. Um, So, yeah, but I did screenshot another um, topic. Oh, yeah? Uh, on the relationships community on Reddit. And I thought this was kind kind of important. Maybe it's a little bit deep, but because we, we got so deep out of nowhere. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, okay, so share with me your thoughts. I'm going to quickly, maybe I should just cut some parts of it. But let me introduce you to the topic. So it says... My boyfriend doesn't share things with me and gets annoyed when I ask him questions. Um, I'm 30 years old and I get frustrated when my boyfriend being 35 doesn't share things with me. He will forget to tell me things, doesn't think it's necessary to tell me. Then when I ask questions, he says he already told me and I believe he didn't. Okay, this also might be a disease, but (laughs) (laughs) let's just just believe that it's not a disease (laughs) and it's a problem of the relationship itself, right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay. When I read this, I was like, okay, my brain can diagnose some kind of dementia maybe, (laughs) but no. Um, He works for himself and he will tell me that he's waiting for X contract and then a few weeks later I will go, did you get someone? And he will get annoyed saying "Eh, yes and he already told me and I do not believe he has told me. I understand some people don't want to share everything but what is the purpose of a relationship if you keep everything completely separate and share nothing really? Um, my boyfriend doesn't share anything at all. Uh, will say is he has told me, and um, if, he, if he chooses to do not tell me some stuff, and I question him about it, it says that I didn't need to know. Um, yeah, so she, then at the end she asks, am I wrong for wanting to share things?
0: Ooh, um I think I'll say off the bat. I don't think she is in the wrong for wanting to share things. Mm-hmm. I believe for an essence of trust, I guess, and a bit of faith in the relationship. You sh- you need like I know how I see a relationship is that you myself are like a partner in this. So like in our relationship, we're equal partners. So. Mm-hmm anything that happens that could affect me whether adversely positively whatever I have to believe that it will have an impact on you so it's only fair that I share
1: Uh
0: like of course there's Uh Uh minute details of like like you don't go like oh I went to the same we said like it's like those things like minor but like big things like work stuff contracts like she's saying or important things I think Think is stuff you should share, mm-hmm. and then I think taking the unilateral decision to decide what is not important to share mm-hmm. is not fair. I think you should have at least have a discussion to be like, why you don't think that you need needs to know, and if the other partner feels like, oh no, she would like to know. Mm-hmm. I think it, she is there in every right to know.
1: Yeah.
0: What are your thoughts?
1: I, I think there are two universe of duties um, associated to this sharing or not sharing options. Okay. One of them is the impact of the information we share on the other person. Of so whatever is happening in my life I will uh, naturally decide if I want to involve you or not because I do think how that can in- actually impact you as well. So the minor things like I'm going to travel tomorrow by myself. And of course, like before I booked it, I talked to you because you might have plans. You might want to go away yourself somewhere, and maybe it's not convenient to leave the house. Like, you know, minor things that they could, those things can have an impact in the quality of our lives, how we manage our lives, or even in your life individually. Uh, let's say financial investments, I think it's quite important to discuss uh, because again, it can affect the dynamic of the relationship um, but there's also the other universe which is not only affecting directly or indirectly the partner, is also trying to involve the partner and feed the relationship so there are some decisions or there are some stuff that happen in my life that they are completely independent from my relationship and from yourself so they only have to do with me or my work or my thoughts or my projects and whatever decision I made with them it will never affect the relationship or it will never affect, there are some stuff that will never affect, of right? Like if I decide I don't know, to make soup for dinner it will not affect the relationship Even if you choose not to have soup, it's fine. You order your (laughs) food, right? But it might be interesting to share. I'm giving the soup as a stupid example, but it might be interesting to share just to involve you in something that I am thinking or trying to project and you will be in contact with my options, my preferences, what I want to do, where my heart and my mind are.
0: No, I think that allows the other person to feel almost like valued, like in terms of valuing their opinion and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, like, oh, they're thinking this, like, oh, that's not a bad idea. Like, mm-hmm. soup is one, <laughs> <laughs> soup <laughs> is
1: never a bad idea, okay? <laughs> debatable, never, debatable. Never, never,
0: never. <laughs> um, but stuff like work, like, in our separate spheres at work, like, the ones what I will do in my work, if it's not financially implicated, won't really affect you. Like how I, let's say, work with my staff mm-hmm. or like stuff like that. And that w- and how you work, it won't. But if I have thought processes about like what I want to do, it is quite, I find it quite helpful when I discuss it with you. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think it's one of those things, like, it's, I, yeah, I completely agree. There are things which, there'll be nothing technically impactful about it but the other gain of like trust feeling involved and stuff is quite a lot and it's Mm -hmm. quite nice to share in that sense Mm -hmm. and definitely the other part which can have its effects and impacts i feel like i can't find a reason not to share Mm -hmm. um at all like i'm trying to like as i was speaking i was trying to run through different scenarios why someone would not want to share
1: It's not (laughs) so bad because, like, there are personalities and personalities and there more people more well-fed and more comfortable with their own emotions and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Like, but emotionally stuff, yeah, that's one thing. Like, you know, sharing emotions and stuff, right? Yeah. But I meant stuff like, well, how the lady um, explains the story, Uh it's like, not wanting to share how work is going or like changing contracts uh-huh. or signing a new deal or it's not I, I don't know maybe I'm wrong it has some emotional implication there
1: I but mean there, there, there is, I believe that there is always an emotional implication when you share something because then your idea your project your intention your preference it's out there vulnerable to be judged you will have an opinion. You will have the other person preferences and advices and how you take this stuff from the outside world to your inside world, that's also intelligence, emotional intelligence. And I believe that there are people not that receptive, so they just choose to shut down. It's just very, very important for people to be aware that if that's... Maybe for many people that's not like... obvious option, like they just do it naturally and it's not something that they do on purpose, like I choose actively to do not share with my partner it's just a way of living as yeah. any other, but I strongly believe that it becomes completely uncomfortable with you and your partner to you have a convergent way of walking together yeah right? I believe at some point you will get divergent because if your partner is not involved in your decisions, in your preference. It's also, it's also an update because while we're together, we evolve somewhere, we change somewhere. We are dynamic beings, us individually and the relationship itself. So the only way to keep ourselves updated about the relationship status and for me to know exactly the person that you becoming, you do have to share stuff, and I will gradually being updated. So now you are more into travelling for, I don't know, t- watching uh, football matches. Okay, maybe one year ago you didn't really like it, you wouldn't engage it, but now this is something that you would like to you know, give some time to do with your friends, okay, I'm being updated on your changes, it's not that it really has an impact if you prefer to, you know, spend your free time watching Netflix or watching football matches with your friends, but I'm aware of your preferences, that's important.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree with that, it's exactly said, if you don't end up working together almost... On your relationship sharing and stuff like that. The only thing that's happening is you're both both growing individually.
1: Yeah.
0: And the relationship is always left behind.
1: Yeah.
0: And then you're just essentially you maybe I'm wrong, but like just from what I understand, you'll end up just being coexisting. Yeah. And then at one point it would be like, Well, what is the this point? W- what is the <laughs> relationship? What are we sharing it's actually? Like we're flat sharing, cool.
1: Yeah, at some point, like, if there's nothing else to share, you share bills and (laughs) mills. Bills and (laughs) mills! Right, so, uh, yeah, conclusion is, I think the lady is right for advocating sharing.
0: Of course.
1: (gasps) And ladies are almost, almost, almost always right. (laughs) No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm absolutely kidding. Right.
0: But, like our previous episode, I think it would be quite nice to always end on a positive story or a nice story from around the world. And today's story, I've got a great
1: one. Okay, let me just... um say that I didn't get any I remember <laughs> about one that I read some weeks ago but I do not have the material so go for
0: it <laughs> okay just just giving you a bit of backstory, mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. the story is about a woman when she was a child was told a story about local birds from her grandmother it inspired her to go do zoology she came back and realized the birds were dying out and then she set up a group or like I fund to restore an almost endangered to nearly extinct population of birds. Okay? Okay. And then she, her name is, let me just get.
1: No, we do not care. We care about the birds (laughs) now. Okay.
0: I can't find them. But basically, she set up something called the Haggila Army. Okay. And because the bird's called the Haggila. Haggila. Haggila.
1: Okay, that's okay. a quite a weird name. Here.
0: It's basically yeah. a <laughs> s- stalk of some kind, and it's like, and it's a poor thing, like because of how it looks. Uh-huh. It's got like it's quite big. It's got it, It's the, thor- the bird. The bird.
1: Okay, I'm getting a bit lost. <laughs> okay,
0: the bird. Yeah. Because of how its appearances were.
1: Yeah.
0: Has quite a long beak. It's like a stork. Okay. Um, but it doesn't have much feathers on its head. Has like a gullet kind of thing on his throat. Uh huh. It, it like a bi- chicken? A bit like a chicken. Okay. Um, and it eats mainly bones. It's a scavenger bird. Oh, okay. okay. But because of that, the locals didn't like it. Okay. They thought it was a bad omen. This is in India. Okay. So they thought it was a bit of a bad omen and stuff like that. So they started, like, actively throwing stones at it, oh. destroying its nest and stuff. So suddenly, mm. where it used to be a densely populated... Think the bird population drastically dropped
1: because so humans try to right. destroying it as
0: always. So this woman, mm. she came back to her hometown
1: mm-hmm.
0: and cleverly basically started setting up petitions, making people more aware, starting with the children, mm-hmm. making them aware about the bird stories, telling nice little stories. They got really good. setting up like cooking stuff with the local women and like little groups, mm-hmm. and started basically playing on nurture side of women. So like when the birds will be hatching. They'll go set up so they'll help the birds hatch, give them a little food and then playing on the male side of wanting to be protected. So it's like, you guys are the guardians of these birds so you have to protect them. So then all the men were like, okay, no, we're not going to let anyone throw stones.
1: Yeah. Stimulating (laughs) the different (laughs) interests. Yeah. Yeah, that's clever. She
0: ended up setting up an army of 10,000 women.
1: 10,000? 10,000 women.
0: Right. And She got an award from the UN. She she got an award from the UN Environment Programs as Champions of the Earth Award. Okay. Right? And she got the equivalent of what's called the Green Oscars, which if I can... um, Where is it? So, So basically, she got the equivalent of... The Green Oscars, which is called like the Whitley Award, okay. for her, her contributions to these endangered species, and then on top of that, she won of the most one one of the most prestigious awards in India because through her conservation programs of that, she helped set up funds which got that area recognised for its particular sewing work. Uh-huh. So she set up a kindergarten there. Oh, wow. She got funds for um, the recognise the recognition of the. Material and stuff, and that, and she all of this while she was doing a PhD. She just took, wow. it and she paused it, and now the bird populations back, like suddenly shot up. Like, this woman is like a Girl superhero.
1: <laughs> <women>.
0: yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, wow. yeah.
1: Wow, that's very impressive. So How old is that person? I'm just curious, not that I have any prejudice <laughs> against <laughs> very but young she was or very w- old. But she was
0: doing a PhD, and then she'd stopped. So this was back in 2014. She started. Okay. And she's been going on till now.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. How did you uh, – uh, where did you find that? Um,
0: do not say.
1: Do not say. It's <laughs> – <not, it's laughs> okay, okay. I'm sorry. But if
0: you wanted to read more about her story, just literally Google the Hagila Army.
1: Hagila Army. Okay. <laughs> Very interesting. All right, so I do have to pack. Okay. Okay. I'm flying tomorrow.
0: Okay. <laughs> in less
1: than 12 hours now. <laughs> no, not 12 hours. I'm being dramatic.
0: Less than 24 hours. Less
1: than 24 hours. Yes. I'm going on holidays with my boyfriend. <laughs> uh, 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 uh.
0: And I'm staying in this tropical storm that is happening outside. You may have heard the wind happening. And that is, no, oh we're yeah. not in a tornado. That is just the beautiful London weather
1: yeah it's just so windy outside I was I was actually worried if we could hear the, wi- the wind
0: yeah. but
1: well it is what it is we work with the truth <laughs> 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 right so guys thank you we're still waiting for your um, stories about bizarre dates and stuff yeah. I didn't make like much propaganda around it but I will have a week off so maybe I can work a little bit on this <laughs> And yeah, we cannot wait for your feedback about this episode. Thank you. Thank you, Beijingos. <laughs> Bye. Ciao. <laughs> hey, you know, I've got mixed feelings.